This is Reflections of the Lighthouse, a podcast sharing the hope of the gospel for those struggling with life-altering addictions. If you'd like more information about the Lighthouse and the services they provide, visit biblicallliferecoverycenter.com. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon Bauer and Dwayne Modlin. Well, thanks for joining us again for Reflections of the Lighthouse. Normally, Pastor Dwayne Modlin's with us. He is out with his wife, and she's got some um, testing going on for some health things. So um, definitely pray for them. But I want to introduce my special guest, and um, I honestly prefer her over Pastor Dwayne Modlin. It is my wife, Elizabeth Bauer. So welcome to Reflections of the Lighthouse, Liz. Thank you for having me. So today's topic is kind of a deep topic, and it's one that our family's experienced a lot of, but I know that everyone listening also has experiences in this. It's God's plan for suffering. Why does suffering exist? And, and, and all of those questions. But I wanted to start by reading 2 Corinthians four sixteen through 18. And God's word says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's a great passage that puts suffering into perspective for us. A lot of times there's there's suffering in the world that we have no control over. Um, things like disease, you know, cancer, just ailments of getting old. Um, my, my dad recently passed away, um, Pastor Jeff Bauer, and he was under a lot of disease. He had um, Agent Orange from Vietnam. He had nerve pain. He's, he, he struggled with living at the end of his life. Couldn't sleep, couldn't walk. Sometimes, you know, you look at a man of God and say, why would he suffer so much? These, the suffering was beyond our control. We also have eternal, I'm sorry, we also have disasters, things like war and acts of God that um, just sometimes don't make sense. This passage t- talks about not losing heart, being renewed day by day through the power of Christ. How do you see that, Liz, living out in in the suffering of those around you as you're counseling with them or, or walking day in and day out with them? Well, you know, we're bombarded with a lot of pain, whether it's the physical pain or emotional pain. And God uses that pain to show us that sin is sin and sin is bad. And that pain also creates in us a longing for things to be different than they are. And Mm. we won't have that until the fullness of Christ's coming kingdom. And so the suffering that we endure should point us towards Christ. I remember the first counseling class that I ever sat in. Um, Dr. Tom Edgington said, longing is one of those things you need to focus on. When our longings are misplaced, we struggle and we suffer. But when our longings are pointed toward Christ, 
we can handle anything. And doesn't suffering kind of reveal where our heart is at? You know, mm-hmm. what we're sorrowful for in the moment? Is it over the things in our possessions that maybe we've lost or relationships that have been broken or have passed away? Um, ultimately, you know, it reveals our heart condition too in the moment. Yeah, and we talk a lot about heart condition here at the Lighthouse. So not only, though, do we suffer because of the circumstances beyond our control, sometimes we suffer because of our sinful choices or the sinful choices of others. You know, it it is not fun when others sin against us. We suffer a lot because of others' sin. I think that part of that is a lack of control, you know, on our end, we we have absolutely zero control of what happens to us at the hands of another. And though that's not fun or easy, God can still use that in our lives to refine us and give us opportunities to share grace and love even when it's difficult. You know, there's a truth. Um, there's a truth that we teach around here at the Lighthouse that you will be sinned against by others until the day you die. We have to learn how to deal with that. And that's not fun. That's that's what counseling's about. If we don't have hope and direction and people helping us deal with the sin against us, then we're, we're going to be in a hot mess. Um, one of the things biblical counseling does is it helps us to understand others' sin against us and you know, people are watching us. People are watching how we deal with people sinning against us. And God can be glorified through that. We also sometimes suffer because of our own sinful choices. Galatians 6 talks about reaping what we sow. Now, you recently did some study on this in one of your biblical counseling training courses. Yeah, it's... um. You know, we have consequences for our actions that stretch beyond ourselves. You know, initial confrontations, you know, the the reach that sin can have is far greater than we can ever imagine. And it's through those opportunities that God will refine us and draw us back to himself, but there's accountability that's needed there and personal responsibility. We have to confess our sins and seek forgiveness because that's the way moving forward in faith. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes suffering happens just for his eternal glory and his eternal purposes. You know, recently when we were um, at at Dad's funeral talking about suffering and 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 in his life lived and, and all of those things, I saw people watching how our family grieved, so that they could see how to grieve when things happen to them. And it was an interesting perspective, and and I think I think a lot of Dad's life reflected on people watching and and. And how we how we deal with the struggles that God gives us in a godly manner, and I think sometimes suffering is just for that purpose to be an example to other believers and non-believers. 
and it brings us to a greater dependency on him. Yeah, God says that his grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect through our weakness. And then Paul goes on to say, well, I will boast in my weakness. If Christ's power can be lived through me, then bring on the weakness. And it's I recently read an article um, about suffering well and how others need to see us suffer well. We can set an example, a Christ-like example, of what it looks like to suffer well, to glorify God through our suffering. I'm not saying that it's easy, but we can lean on Christ to get us through these heavy moments so that His power can be glorified. Yep. And suffering with and for Christ— also gives us a chance to know him more intimately. Philippians 3.10 says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. God, God teaches us to be more like him through our suffering. You know, if you think about it, Suffering was deeply tied to love. Christ didn't have to come, live a sinless life, and die a wicked death. But he did, and he endured that suffering for us so that we could be more intimately tied to him. And when we understand the the massive power behind his love and his suffering for us, it dwarfs the the suffering that's around us. Now, I don't want to say that suffering's easy. Uh, you know, I've been a counselor for a lot of years, al- almost half my life. There's some deep, deep hurts out there. But those hurts pale in comparison to what Christ did on the cross. And they come to teach us and to conform us to his image. And I was, I was talking to you on the way up here today, this morning, about how, how people looked to us to figure out how to grieve at dad's funeral. And people would come up and ask questions like, how do, I de- how, how do you deal with this? How do I deal with this? And it's amazing to be at a place where we can comfort others because of the comfort we've received through our Savior. Absolutely. And I also saw this in the hospital. As dad was dying, we were sitting in the lobbies and we had an we had an Amish family. They they just did not know how to 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 understand what was going on with their loved ones. So they came up to me and started asking questions about the hospital and and the way things were running. And I was just able to love on them a little bit and pray with them and and then the room right next to dad, uh, a, a family lost their their little girl. She was a, a young teenager. And just just to be able to to stop and pray with them in the midst of our suffering, because we know what our suffering is. It's a reflection of God's glory. And if we can suffer well and help others through suffering, I think there's purpose in that. Absolutely. And it's just amazing to to know Christ and to see suffering differently than what others see. And it puts a different spin on that for us. It's, it's, it's a way to cope with Jesus, and it's a blessing from him. 
in comforting others, um, we, we looked at 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7. You have, you have that in summary here. Yeah. God talks to us and says, you know, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are, are in affliction. And this really hit home with me when I went through a miscarriage. Um, it was shortly after our firstborn. We got pregnant six weeks after. It was a bit of a surprise to us. It was a total surprise. <laughs> and... Um, you know, I kept saying, I am not pregnant. There is no way. And I had an aunt that was insistent that I was. And sure enough, she came over with a pregnancy test and it was positive. And so, okay, yay. We're, you know, on to baby number two. We're moving forward. And 12 weeks to the day, I miscarried. And there was a lot of um, confusion in that. And just why would you give us a child, Lord, and then take him or her away? And it wasn't in that exact moment that I was able to see that verse lived out from Second Corinthians. But then probably about six months to a year after we had just gone through our miscarriage, a friend of ours, uh, Brandon, ran into at the hospital sitting outside of the maternity ward sobbing, and he was able to go over to her and, you know, seek out what was happening, and they had just had a miscarriage. And it, it was obvious when I walked in the hospital and saw my friend weeping outside the 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 birthing unit. Uh, I knew instantly what that was, and not many words were needed. But we, I was able to call you, and you were able to come alongside her. Yeah. And there's been many women since then that you've been able to say, "I have suffered through this." Yep. Uh, it wasn't easy. It was actually really ugly. We, you know, that was some of our the the biggest strain on our marriage. That was some of the the hardest times, the deepest depressions. But God used those things, and you personally have been able to minister to multiple women going through this. Yeah, because I received God's comfort, I was able to give comfort to those in need. Yep, suffering also allows us to to rely on God's word. Now I remember there, there. There's been a lot of struggles in my life. I've not been the the most godly person ever, but I remember as I was getting kicked out of Bible college years ago, it drove me back to God's Word, and I, and I'm going. I'm sitting there going, I don't know what's going on. I I know I'm getting kicked out because of my sin and my struggles, but I had no other place to turn for comfort. I was alone in a state that no family was in. Um, I was just removed from the entire community that I was connected to. And the only thing I had left was was God's Word. And looking back on those things, it, it's fantastic to know that God's Word comforts us. It also, it also disciplines us. Hebrews 12, 11. Talks about yielding the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And so, as we talked about earlier, you know, we suffer at the hands of others and by our own choices. And through that, there's discipline. And God uses that discipline to yield that peaceful fruit, to prune us. You know, John talks about the vine and the branches and how we have to be pruned so that we can produce more fruit for his glory. Yeah, um... 
we we just had we planted some fruit trees not long ago on our yeah. property, and this was the first year we were supposed to receive fruit. Yes. And unfortunately, the neighbor came through and he sprayed his field, and we got a lot of residual on our fruit trees, and hopefully it didn't kill them all, but it destroyed all of the fruit that yes. was growing. And it was a sad day for us. But as we're cutting back and cleaning up the trees, we still saw growth, and 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 we're we're hopeful that. Next year we can have a amazing fruit tree yield, but but we also learned a lot through that. You know, we need to talk to the farmer. Yeah, um, we need to know when that's happening. We need to cover the trees. We need to prepare better. Through this, it wasn't a disaster. It was just a mistake. But through this, we we learned so much about caring for fruit trees. If we apply that to our lives and all the suffering that comes to us and all the the mistakes and mishaps and and sin how we learn to live life better it's an amazing opportunity to grow through suffering but also to glorify him one of my favorite verses is 1 Corinthians 10:31 it says this whether you eat or drink or whatever you do and that includes suffering we need to do all for God's glory. It is not easy to glorify God when we're suffering. We've not been the best examples of that in our lives, but as we get older and learn more, it's amazing to see how those those bad times have led to good times, have led to times where we can come alongside others. Not that we are thankful for suffering, but we're joyous in suffering because we know that it produces fruit, it produces change, it produces life change and, and, and care for others. I've, I've seen that in your life, Liz. Um, it's been an honor to see that. I've seen you pursue counseling. I've seen you pursue others. I've seen you say things like, I think that person needs a friend. I think I'm going to be their friend. That is all through your pain and your suffering and your struggles growing up and not having close friends and, and, and all of those things God's bringing together for a purpose to glorify him. And, and what an amazing thing that is. Well, I want to thank you, Liz, for joining us for for this podcast. It wasn't an easy one. Your first podcast was a, a difficult topic, but, but um, I appreciate you. And I appreciate your care for others. And it was it was the perfect timing. And God knew that you needed to be the one to fill in for Pastor Dwayne today. If you want to know more about The Lighthouse, please visit our website at biblicallaliferecoverycenter.com or feel free to call us at 260-255-6413. If you're struggling with suffering, with things that, that you don't understand, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to come alongside you. And if nothing else, we'd love to refer you on to someone who can walk you through this with you. So, so thanks for tuning in to Reflections of the Lighthouse. <laughs>